From the international headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries right here in downtown Murfreesboro, Tennessee, this is Dr. Shelton Smith with Making a Difference. Every day, five days a week, right here on this station, we come to you with this broadcast built around the Word of God, looking forward to a good time today. We've been talking for several days now about the problem of imperfection. You may have noticed, you looked in the mirror, you found out you were not living perfectly, and there are other people around you, many of them professing Christians, and they too are having difficulty not being able to do everything exactly as they ought to do it every hour, every minute of the day. So what we have to do is come to grips with the fact that in the midst of our being human beings, we're also Christians. And we looked at several passages in 1 Corinthians that demonstrated very clearly the church at Corinth was a church of Christian people. They were saved, born again, justified. The, uh, the epistle tells that all of them were good in that respect, but they were far from perfect. We took a couple of days here just to look at all of the problems that were in that church, and some of those problems are very, very serious matters. Now, I told you yesterday that we're going to look now at what we find in 1 Corinthians that will help us to deal with our imperfections. You know, the Bible will lay out the problems. It will identify the difficulties and tell us what we are not doing right. But it will also give us hope. It will also give us direction. It will show us where to go, what to do, how to go about it, and we're going to look carefully today and probably a day or two next week at the things that the Bible gives us in this regard. Alongside the identification of the problems in the Corinthian church, there are several instructive statements that will give us insight and help us in our building a solid Christian life in spite of whatever imperfections we may have to deal with. Now, let's begin today by looking at chapter 1 and verse 10. Here I find the very first insight that will help me, that will help you in dealing with the fact that we're not perfect people. This passage, chapter 1, verse 10 says, Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of the Lord Jesus, that you all speak the same thing, that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. Now I'm guessing that there will be somebody who will say, that's an impossibility. Well, if you look at it very carefully, I think what he's driving at here for us is that we get together in a local church and that we get ourselves on page together with the people in that church. We don't need to be in a place where there's all kinds of different varieties of opinions and things being propagated from the pulpit maybe one thing one Sunday and another thing the next, and things that are not compatible. The fact is, some unity, some being on the same page together, will strengthen us and help us where we have deficiencies that we need to get set right. You need to be in a good church. You need to be there Sunday morning, Sunday night, and the midweek service. And if it is a good church, very likely it will have those three services. And I want to encourage you, get in church, stay there, do what you can, but adjust your schedule and do what you can every single week to be in church. Now, let's look also at verse 31 in chapter 1 of 1 Corinthians. This one says, He that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. 
you and I need to understand in dealing with our inadequacies that the real issue here is how we relate to the Lord. Chapter 3 and verse 6 says that one plants, another waters, but it's God that gives the increase. And if you and I can understand the role that God plays in our life, that He wants to play in our life, that will make a tremendous difference. Chapter 10 and verse 31 in 1 Corinthians says that we're to do all that we do to the glory of God. Whether we eat or drink or whatever we do, we should do what we do to bring honor and glory to God. Now, here we are living in the human arena, and we are not perfect people. We do have the propensity for imperfection. That being the case, if we'll get our eyes on the Lord and just determine we're going to clean up our act and begin to walk with the Lord in such a way that it is our pleasure to please Him. It is our delight to make Him delighted. And so if we'll do that, we will glorify the Lord, and at the same time, we'll keep our testimony in good shape too. Look now with me at chapter 2 in 1 Corinthians and verse number 14. Here is a very, very precious principle that all of us will do well to get hold of. Chapter 2, verse 14. The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Dear friends, this whole issue of spiritual discernment is in absentia a lot of places. It is missing in a lot of places. It is one of those things that somehow people just do not seem to get hold of, but discerning things spiritually simply means that we begin to look at them as God looks at them. We begin to see things like God sees it. How do we get there? We get there by reading the Word of God. We get there by concentrating and studying, memorizing, meditating upon the Word of God so that we know what God is thinking. We know what His will is. We know what His directives are, and that will enable us then to think as He thinks about the issues that confront us. And when we begin to think like he thinks, that discerning correctly gives us the direction that we need. We come up against situations, we stumble into things from time to time that perplex us. How do we deal with that? Well, we think upon the things of God and we make our choices, make our decisions based upon the discernment that we have. What does God think about it? That's what we ought to think about it. What is His will about it? That ought to be our will about it. Look with me at chapter 3 and verse number 9. Remember what we're looking at here now. We're talking about the insight that God gives about our imperfections, how to get ourselves from point A, wherever we may be, to the point where we need to be. Getting in a local church, determining that we're going to bring glory to God in our life, and discerning things spiritually like they should be discerned. And then chapter 3 and verse 9 says that we are laborers together with God. So you and I get in the harness in the work of God, as we should, and we remember that we are partners in the work with God. We are co-laborers with Him. Now, I understand, and I hope you understand, that God is the big factor in the equation. You and I are simply signing on to what He has set as the task. He will determine what the job is. He will make the choice about how we are to serve Him. 
but we are laboring with him, co-laborers with him. That pulling together, that energy that we thrust into the work, we put together with God and what he puts into it, and I'm telling you, that is a formula for getting things done, and it keeps us out of mischief. If we labor in the Lord's vineyard, we'll stay away from the orchard where the devil's growing things. We'll find ourselves putting together the kind of a life that will be fruitful and productive like the Lord would have us to do. So laboring with the Lord, that is a provision that enables us to get away from so many things, mistakes, sins, whatever, and get ourselves on track. Look at chapter 4 and verse number 2, 1 Corinthians. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let me just mark that word. I hope you'll mark it in your Bible. That word, faithful, it should suggest full of faith, but it should also suggest that we are steady, we are consistent, you can count on us, we have lined up the principles of God like they ought to be lined up, and what we do Monday morning, Tuesday afternoon, Thursday night, whatever we do, January, February, March, April, May, all the way through the year, we are going to stay steady. And when we do that, we are indeed being faithful. It's wonderful when somebody shows up, signs up, gets on board, determines to be in the work of God. And when you come back a month later or two months later or three months later, they are still right there, busily engaged, doing what they committed to do. That is faithfulness. And when you and I get in on the things of God, we get in our church, we get active in the things that our church is doing That is a faithfulness that will help us to deal with our own inadequacy and to get away from all of these imperfections one by one, deal with them, and reduce them in our life. Let's look at one more today. Chapter 4 and verse 16, the Apostle Paul said to the Corinthian church, Wherefore, I beseech you, be ye followers of me. Now, That same thing is repeated again in chapter 11 and verse 1, where he says it a little more pointedly. He says, Be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. So here's the deal on this. If you and I will follow those who are faithful, and faithful they are because they're following the Savior, then we are going to be on a good trail. We're going to be on a good track simply because we're following somebody who has already found faithfulness. They are living faithfully, and we are following them in the process. The Apostle Paul is exhibition number one. I mean, he is exhibit A of someone who is faithful, walking with God, serving God, being fruitful in the service of God, and we have no trouble following somebody like that. I know some people, it's like, well, I'm not going to follow any man. Well, you need to read your Bible, because those who are following the Lord, we can follow. Uh, Sometimes uh, women will stumble over the submission passages in the New Testament. It's like, you know, they're not going to submit themselves to their husband, as the Bible says they should. And ladies and gentlemen, no woman has anything to fear from any man who is following God, who has submitted himself to God. And you and I, in the same fashion, if we follow those who follow the Lord, we have nothing at all for which we should be afraid. We should instead determine that we're going to find those that can mentor us, 
tutor us, and lead us in the work of God. And again, that's where we need to get into a good church, get into a church that's led by a godly man, and let that man direct us and teach us and coach us along the way. These are exciting times. These are great days to serve the Lord. And you and I, without fail, we need to get ourselves into the things, get a hold of these insights that are here in 1 Corinthians, and just take them and let them guide us and strengthen our hand as we go day by day. Again, I repeat, we like the Corinthians. We may have our imperfections, and there are going to be times when you'll be disappointed in yourself. Well, don't just fall into the pit of disappointment. Don't just get discouraged and get down on yourself. Get a hold of these insights that are here in the Bible and determine that you're going to let those insights pull you up and get you strengthened and get you back on track. You say, I tried and I failed. Well, I'm going to say to you today, get up. Get up. Don't stay in that failure. Find your footing once again and get back on track, and let's let the Word of God direct us and drive us in the good things of the Lord. Now, there are many other statements here in 1 Corinthians, and when we get back together on Monday— We're going to look at some more of these because they will help us in our dealings with all of these things with which we struggle along the way. Now today, before I finish, let me remind you that the National Sword of the Lord Conference is coming July 19 through 22, and we would be delighted to have you here or to have you join us online because we'll be live streaming. And you may get on our website at swordofthelord.com to check out the details. And there will be full details there about the conference and things that you'll be interested in as well. So go to swordofthelord.com for the full information. Now, in the meantime, I would like for you to write me a note sometime and let me know that you're hearing the broadcast wherever that you are here in America or around the world. Simply write to me, Dr. Shelton Smith, at Post Office Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133, or send an email to radio at swordofthelord.com. These are good days, folks, and I look forward to hearing from you. Enjoyed being with you all week, and we'll see you back here again first thing Monday at this same time on this station. Until then, God bless you. Have a good rest of the day and a great weekend. Goodbye for now.